Thank you for listening to A Call to Freedom, the audio podcast of Freedom Ministries Church located in Apopka, Florida. I'm Pastor Freddie Fillmore Sr., and I want to welcome you to our church. You can watch our broadcast online every Sunday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can also join us for Shabbat prayer every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Bible study at 7 p.m. on Thursday. For more information on how to watch or to submit a prayer request, please visit our website, acalltofreedom.com, or visit us on social media. The information is also listed in the show notes to this podcast. It is my desire that the message this week blesses challenges and encourage you in your walk of faith. Thank you again for joining us and I pray you enjoy the word. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here today on this 23rd day of August. I just want to say thank you for tuning in to Freedom Ministries. My name is Minister Tony Jenkins. I am one of the associate ministers here at this great church, Freedom Ministries, led by a great man of God, Freddie Fillmore Sr. He's the pastor. Today, I just want to thank God for allowing me to be here. And I want to say one of my favorite scriptures, Psalms 34, chapter 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who puts his trust in the Lord. And when God talks about that word taste, that word taste literally means to uh, experiment or to judge for oneself and to make a determination based on how you have tasted the goodness of the Lord. You know, the old folks used to say this. They used to say, uh, have you tried Jesus? He's all right. And they used to sing that song. And I mean, they would keep on singing that song and sing it for hours. But they was trying to let us know that God is good and he is greatly to be praised. Thank you, Lord God. I want to let you know that it is a privilege and it's an honor for me to be here today to come before you and to bring a word to you from the Lord. You know, people always ask me, they say, Tony, why are you always upbeat? They say, why you always got a smile on your face? It seems like you don't go through nothing. And I tell them, if only you knew. I said, my thing is, is that I don't want to be someone who would walk around depressed. That doesn't work for me. And the Bible says in Psalms 34 and 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord deliver us out of them all. So it's not that I don't go through. I go through. The thing is, is that I don't allow don't allow the problems to overtake me. So I thank God that he has built this character in me to give him the glory. And one thing I do when I go through, I just start counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You say, Brother Tony, what are you talking about? The Bible says to count it all joy when you fall into various trials and tribulations, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be complete and lack in nothing. 
So when trouble comes, just start counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Just start counting. That's what they teach you in anger management class. When you decide that someone has got you to the point where you're finna explode, they say, count. Because when you count, you calm yourself down. And so when I count, what I'm saying, this too shall pass. And I thank the Lord for that opportunity. Today, I just want to say that it's going on five months since the shutdown of this country because of the COVID-19 coronavirus. And we thought that by this time, things would be back to normal. But as we can see, it's not. Like many of you, I have experienced financial hardship that has caused a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and a lot of tension in my marriage. At one point when this shutdown began, because of our job slowing down, I was losing $300 a week. And my outcome was beginning to exceed my income. And I don't care if you're a millionaire. I don't care if you're a billionaire. If you spend a billion in one dollar, guess what? You are broke. And we begin to experience the effect of this coronavirus. The conversations between me and my wife begin to become more intense because of the financial stress in our home. But one thing, and I want to let you know that we did not do, or we did not stop doing, was giving of our tithe and our offering. Because I'm a big believer that when you honor God, when you give to God, even out of your lack, God will make up the difference. And I want to tell you that God has proven himself to be a provider. And let me tell you this, that God has opened doors that was once closed because me and my wife continue to give our tithes. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10 says this, and I'm coming from the New King James Version. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Verse 10, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. And then in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, Proverbs 3, Malachi 3, they're coexisting with each other. The Bible says by two or three words, let every word be established. Proverbs chapter 10 says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that you will not have room enough to receive. But the first thing you got to do you got to give. 
my message today, and I want to encourage you, saints, even in these crises, even in these times of financial hardship, I want to encourage you today to give unto the Lord. And my message today is the benefit of giving to a king. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to speak to your people. To encourage your people, Lord, that even when things get low in the finance, to honor your word, to be obedient to your word, to give. Because when we give, Father, you are obligated to give back to us more than what we give to you. And I thank you, Lord, that this word is going to encourage someone. It's going to speak to someone's heart not to give up, but to continue to honor you so that their barns may be filled and their vats may overflow with new wine. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, I pray, amen. You know, one of the biggest things that causes businesses to collapse, countries to fall, churches to be divided, and marriages to end in divorce, one of the biggest things is finances. As a matter of fact, the first murder in the Bible was over money. One of the Ten Commandments, when God gave the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, one of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not covet, was about money. One of the qualifications, if you desire to be a bishop, Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 3, Paul said, if you want to be a bishop, one of the qualifications, one of the characteristics you must have is to not be greedy for gain. It's about money. And then the apostle Paul summed it up in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. For the love of money, not the money, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith because of money. Some people right now because of finances have strayed and left the faith of God in their greediness and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Let me say something to you, friends. When it comes to money, and I'm talking about the benefits of giving to a king. When it comes to money, God doesn't need anything from you. You can't give God enough. He don't need anything from you. The Bible says in Psalms 24, 1, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. God owns everything. 100% of everything belongs to God. He don't need nothing from you. So when God sets up a law, it's not to benefit God. It's to benefit you. Because he don't need nothing from you. He owns everything. And then in Psalms 10, 22, it says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he don't add no sorrow to it. So we got to be obedient to the word of God. And I want to give you four principles, four principles of giving 
to a king. The first thing you must understand about royal protocol is that when you come before a king, royal protocol requires that you bring a gift. You never appear before a king without a gift. Deuteronomy 16 and 16 verse 17. I want to read this to you. Deuteronomy 16, 16 and verse 17. This is God talking to the children of Israel. He says, therefore, three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses. At the feast of unleavened, uh, unleavened bread, at the feast of weeks, and at the feast of the tabernacles. And they shall not appear before me empty handed. God says when you come to these feasts, you better bring something in your hand. Because royal protocol requires that you bring a gift when you come before a king. And then in 17 he says, every man shall give as he is able. So if I'm not able to give a thousand dollars. Then God don't require me to give a thousand dollars. He said, every man shall give as he is able. According to the blessings of the Lord, your God, which he has given to you. So just because uh, uh, the, my scale is not your scale, you give according to your scale. Don't try to give according to my scale because you may not be on my level. So God requires a gift when you become, when you come before him. Remember the wise man, when they came before the baby Jesus, King Jesus, the Bible says that they begin to open their treasures and they brought gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh because they was coming before a king. Never appear before a king empty handed. And one of the blessings I want to say, when I went over to uh, Israel, and they showed us how the old synagogues were made. In front of the church, before you walked in, was the treasure. And when you came into the synagogue, you had to put something in the treasury before you come to church. Now we come to church, and then we have this thing we call offering, tithing offering. Well, that, that wasn't, it wasn't like that back then. Before you entered the church, you had to present a gift. Remember the widow? Jesus was standing at the door and he watched all the people give and she gave two mites. And Jesus said she gave more than all of them because she gave out of her lack. So you got to bring something to God. Never come before royalty without a gift. Number two, the gift that you bring must be fitting for a king. It is not wise to bring a cheap gift. To the king because when you bring a cheap gift to the king you insult the king y'all better listen to me when you bring a cheap gift meaning that when you hold back when you know you should have given more and you could have given more but you hold back and you bring God your leftovers you insult the king remember Cain and Abel the Bible says that Cain brought his fruit but Abel brought his offering and he gave the fact and the Bible says that God respected Abel's 
and not Cain. And Cain got upset because he was being cheap in his giving. He could have gave more. So when you come to give to a king, do not bring a cheap gift. For God says he loves a cheerful giver. That's number two. Number three. The gift that you bring explains or reflects the value that you put on the king. So when you bring an awesome gift that is telling the king to you he is awesome because it reflects how you feel about the king concerning the gift that you're going to bring him. So when the wise men came before Jesus, the Bible says that they opened up their treasures. What is a treasure? A treasure is something that you hold dear, something that you value. You don't just give up your treasures easily. It is a possession that you value. Jesus said this. He said that when you give concerning your treasures, he said, put your treasures in heaven where these do not break in and moth do not destroy. Don't put your treasures on the earth. That's what Jesus said. And then he says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Luke chapter 6, I believe, verse 38. So when you come before a king, don't insult the king. Because what you bring tells the king how you feel about him. And the fourth one, it says, when you give to a king, y'all listen to this. When you give to a king, the king now is obligated to give back to you more than what you gave him. I'm talking about the benefits of giving to a king, royal protocol. Whenever a king visit another king or, when, or, or like when, when the president go over to visit another country, he will always take a gift. And now the king who received the gift is obligated to give back to you more than what you gave to him. And why does he do that? Because he wants to prove to you that he's a greater king. Remember, Jesus said this. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jesus said this in Luke 6 and 38. He said, give and it shall be given to you. When you give, it shall, not it may be, not it might be, but it shall be given to you when you give. Press down. And I want y'all to understand the culture back then. When, whenever they moved around, they only did it by camels and donkeys. So in order for them to get the maximum of what they was trying to move, they had to press down to get more into 
the thing that they was trying to move around. So Jesus said, give and it shall be given. Press down because I want to get more into what I'm getting ready to give you. Shaking together. And when you shake something together, it's like shaking wheat. What you're doing is you're getting rid of the excess waste. And you're trying to get down to the purification of the wheat so that you can get more wheat into the basket. So you shake it. Press down. Putting more. Shaking together. Putting more. Running over. See, they used to have these cisterns that they would drink from because they was in the desert. And so in order to know that the system is full, the water had to run over so that you know that you are well taken care of. Press down, shaking together, running over, shall men put into your bosom. And this is what God wants to do when you give, because when you give to God, he is now obligated to give back to you more than what you gave him. Remember King Solomon? When Queen Sheba, and this is in uh, 1 Kings chapter 10, Queen Sheba, when she wanted to come see Solomon, because she heard of all this greatness of Solomon, the Bible says that she wanted to test Solomon. Go read it, 1 Kings chapter 10. And so she was a woman of very wealth. And she began to bring all her spices. She began to bring all these things that she possessed to impress King Solomon. Probably to show King Solomon, yeah, I heard about you, but you ain't as Lord as I am. The Bible says, when Queen Sheba got before his courts, she began to look at his servants and how they was dressed in fine apparel. She began to see the plates that the servants were eating off were pure gold. She saw the layout. When Solomon walked to the temple, she saw how the layout of his garden was. The Bible says she began to faint because she was so impressed. And when she gave Solomon all the spices and all the gifts that she gave to him, in return, the Bible says that Solomon gave her whatever she desired to prove to her that I'm a greater king than you. You can't outgive me. You can't be God's giving saints. When you give to God, when you honor him, when you give him your tithes and your offering, he is obligated to give more back to you. And I'm a witness that God will do it if you be faithful and you're given even in the midst of this crisis. Listen, I want to give a testimony about how God will give back to you more than what you gave to him. The benefits of giving to a king. My wife, about a month or so ago, she had wrote down on a note that this thing that we keep on our refrigerator, and it's a note that to remind of us of the things that we need to do. And she wrote 
on that note about what she was believing God for. And she said that the checks are coming. We haven't received the check, but she said the checks are coming. Even in the midst of this crisis, the checks are coming. And she said, I declare and I decree this day. And I'm believing you, God, for $20,000. That was a month ago. Lo and behold, two weeks ago, there was a letter at the front of my door. And I had saw it on Monday. But I forgot about it, you know, just going about my business, doing something. That letter stayed there for three days. Somebody came to my house, as they always do, trying to get us to, to buy something. And I was outside talking to the young lady. And I looked down, and lo and behold, there was the letter. I picked it up, looked at it. Uh, Wells Fargo, okay, must be a bill or something or whatever. Whatever. This was on Thursday. I opened the check, I opened the letter and looked at it and it was a check. And I'm just looking because you know how sometimes people, you know, uh, send you these, uh, uh, these checks, but they'll say, this is not a check. And so it was wet. I opened it up and I looked at it. I said, oh, wait, 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 wait. This ain't one of these fake checks that say this is not this is a real check so I told Tiffany I said Tiffany come and read this and she began to read it and she said hallelujah thank you Jesus it was a check y'all not for 1,000 not for 2,000 not for 3,000 not for 4,000 not for 5,000 not for six thousand, but six thousand and five hundred dollars. I'm telling you about the benefits of giving to a king. He is obligated, saints. When you give, he is obligated to give back to you. And she received a check, and I want to read to you. I got it right here. I want to read to you. My wife said this because she came to me. And she said, the Holy Spirit said, when we get things right, meaning me and my wife, when we come in agreement, he is going to bless our home with abundance. The people wrote on the check, we sincerely apologize for this error. It was an error on their part. And we want to make things right. Because we feel we owe you. So when we get things right, God will give to you everything he owe you and withhold nothing from you. The benefits of giving to a king. Let us pray. Father, I thank you because you are great and greatly to be praised that there is nothing that you won't withhold from us if we be obedient to your word. So Father, I want to encourage someone out there today to continue to give or to get back in the habit of giving to you that that you have given them. And when they do that, Father, you said in your word that you will open the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing, they won't have room to receive. 
So, Father, we receive it right now as we be obedient to you. We thank you, and we want you to tune in on Tuesday nights for Shabbat prayer at 7 o'clock, on Thursday night for Bible study at 7 o'clock, and receive what God has for you. In the meantime, this is Minister Tony Jenkins signing off, and I'll see you next time on the other side. God bless you. Thank you. I pray that you were strengthened by the word. If this message touched you in any way, please let us know by reaching out to us online on social media. Also, please share this podcast and help spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you would like to donate to our ministry, you can do so by going to our website, acalltofreedom.com, or go through Catch app. We are Freedom FMC. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you until we meet again. Amen. Amen.